Welcome to Contact Point, the podcast that brings together specialists from TTI and our supplier colleagues from Phoenix Contact with discussion, information, and insights on the newest technologies helping the world move to an all-electric society. And now, Contact Point. Thanks, Jim. And welcome, everybody, to Contact Point, a joint podcast between Phoenix Contact and TTI. With you today is myself, John Sandy, from TTI, and joining us from Phoenix Contact is Mark Langill. Hey, Mark, good to talk to you. Welcome. Hi, John. So why don't we kick this off, Mark? Why don't you just tell everybody on the, the all of our listeners um, a little bit about yourself and what your role is at Phoenix Contact? Sure, thanks. I'm the product marketing manager for networking products within the IMA group. You know, basically the networking products cover all of our managed switches, unmanaged switches, a variety of industrialized wireless gear, including Wi-Fi, cellular, trusted Wi-Fi for process industry, and then as well a, a line of cybersecurity products called MGuard. And um, yeah, I have three key vigilant product specialists that cover each of those kind of product silos and principally responsible for our more strategic elements around uh, product marketing and product sales. Why don't you give us a, a little bit of an overview of, of Network Switch? And I know specifically we've uh, talked before in, about FL1000. One of the cores of Phoenix Contact has always been industrial products in general that are purposeful built, I like to say, by machine builders for machine builders. And the FL1000 switch lineup is really no different. It's a industrialized network switch that took the core tenets of a network switch for the IT realm, but then uh, the design engineers really looked at it and said, what are the core things that a panel builder, that a machine builder need to have in order to have a positive customer experience when they're building their panel? And then what will the machine end users need to have when they're servicing this machine and you know, and when they're dealing with the network switch? And so, really to the to the very nth detail the design engineering team and the manufacturing engineering team took a look at the look at the design and built a number of key elements into it so that it really functions well in the in the industrial realm like an example of that would be a typical uh, network switch that you're going to you know find uh, from a in an IT closet or even at a big box store from a consumer perspective, isn't going to have a quality of service capabilities to prioritize industrial network traffic so that key information that needs to be you know, at certain places to help close the loop from a PLC perspective, a standard IT switch isn't going to have that uh, capability. But for customers that are using things like BACnet or Ethernet IP, Modbus, Profinet, they want to prioritize their traffic. And so what's the main thing that the switch needs to do? It's the pipes that carry that data. And the FL1000 is able to do that carrying and, and prioritize the key data. The next thing that a machine builder needs to be able to do is have flexibility, uh, depending upon the number of inputs, and the number number of outputs and the, and the uh, devices that they're going to put on, put into and connect into the control cabinet. And so in terms of, you know, another key thing that's been intentionally designed in is a high density of number of ports and some of the slimmest designs that are out there in the market. So this gives the machine builder a great amount of flexibility to really use the space that's in the cabinet, that's in the cabinet, 
with the utmost efficiency and really gives them the capability to quote unquote pack the cabinet as densely as possible but all the while still being able to be able to get at all of the wires and port connections. And so another key thing is that the power connection for the FL1000 is in a push-in connector from Phoenix Contact. So it uses that trusted capability and technology from Phoenix Contact that's located at the bottom, not on the top and not on the side, but at the bottom, I'll call it bottom front of all the switches. And it makes that power connection sort of yeah, separate from all the RJ45 or the fiber connections, but still easy to get at. And again, that push-in connection locks it in place, but you know it only takes a simple small screwdriver to remove it. So just goes back to that by machine builders, for machine builders, easy to connect. And then you know where we're talking about connection, the switch can take in either 24 volts or AC power. So someone building a panel doesn't have, feel like they have to be hemmed in to use one uh, one power source or the other. So this makes it convenient from a wiring and from a maintenance perspective. You know, you, you have technicians that may be more comfortable with one or the other, and this gives machine builders flexibility to run, you know, either type of industrial grade power to them. And then the last piece of it is, so you've, you've kind of packed the cabinet at maximum density and you've got, you know, your power run into it. The very next thing that comes into play is heat and heat dissipation. And so the FL Switch 1000 has really been designed and rigorously tested to stand up to the heat dissipation and the heat environment, you know, can come into play here. So whereas many competitors out there may say, well, our, our switch will work up to all the way up to 70 degrees C. You can be sure that with the Phoenix contact switch, you've got plenty of headroom and that it's going to work continuously over 70, 70 degrees C, not just, well, it might make it up to 70 degrees C. So guys in the industrial realm like to know that this thing is just going to work uh, no matter what and then kind of with, with no excuses. And I really think that the Phoenix contact FL1000 switch, you know, delivers that in spades. And then one other key element is really flexibility from a mounting perspective. So the Phoenix Contact design team has built in uh, a number of different ways that the switch can be mounted uh, on a standard DIN rail, but also vertically, vertically up, vertically down. And the standard mounting bracket allows for m multiple uh, different orientations. And again, the, the ports are fashioned so that they can make a smooth cable train out and everybody can be proud of good good wire management from a, from a wiring perspective. And then the last kind of little touch is, so you talk about all the way down to the end user. And when the end user opens up the cabinet, they can see that, yeah, we've got power run here, good wire management here, but the LEDs themselves are, are uh, designed so that they can be uh, viewed from the front and from the side and easily readable from a troubleshooting perspective. So, you know, you don't need them until you need them, but um, in in setup and in maintenance and in uh, downtime situations, you know, it's nice to be able to make sure that those LEDs are readily viewable. And again, the design team within Phoenix Contact has really made sure that, uh, you know, all of these capabilities are built into it. And then on top of it, like I said before, many, many different permutations of all the way from the kind of basic building block for data, which is a, a five port switch, all the way out to now we've just recently released a 24 port device NT in the 65 
millimeter housing. So just endless, endless, endless varieties and capabilities in, but the, you know, the core tenant, the product is this, you know, just really solid, solidly built and well thought out package. Yeah, Mark, that's a, that's a really good overview. I'm sit, sitting here thinking about it. It's one of those products that you, you appreciate the more you use it and you appreciate the fact that it was built by people who understand what I need, um, what I'm looking for and how I'm going to use that product and, and understand what my requirements are. And I think it's a definite compliment to the product that it's one of these things that the more you look at it, the more you see, the more you appreciate it. So that's that is a great overview. Now, maybe there's, are there, are there any key trends in the market that are driving this and, and, and other products? And, and, and where do you see the market requirements sort of going the rest of 2023 into 2024? Is there anything key that's actually driving this product and maybe future product developments? Yeah. So, I mean, it's really interesting that you ask that. So I, I think one interesting thing, trend that I see out there is if you start kind of at the at the top end, right? So what we just talked about was everything inside of the control cabinet, but the, the layer above that is the outside world. And um, then kind of, again, if you look at the old paradigm of the industrial automation pyramid at the top level, you've got your ERP uh, or MES uh, management execution system. And at the bottom, all the way down to the bottom, you've got uh, sensors. And so if we look at the, what a, and then what does the outside, how does the outside world interface with, with that whole automation pyramid? We have just recently released an upgrade to our vaunted MGuard product line. And the, the MGuard product line is a VPN security firewall and NAT switch and router all combined into, into one device. And so if you think about it, and, and the, the big portion of this new release is that it's now a, a gigabit enabled product, which, you know, more and more people are always looking for higher bandwidth. And so the exciting thing now is that the MGuard product line is, you know, supporting gigabit uh, throughput and provides you that, that VPN connection, secure connection to the outside world. It can help secure once you're now uh, going from outside to, you know, inside the plant, you can help keep each of your areas segmented with the with the firewall capability uh and then in and then proper segmentation you can use the network address translation and routing capabilities of the mguard to route that traffic to the different different locations in the plant that it needs to go to you have the fl 1000 switch as the main pipes to send that data and information to and fro and then all the way down at the edge now with the um spe uh single pair ethernet switch you have the capability of the sensors down at the bottom edge to be able not only to speak to everything and and send that traffic and data uh, up through to the all the way up to the top to the MES and uh, to the ERP system, but the the other thing that that SPE switch does is you know if you have a secure setup that the MGuard uh, provides now that SPE enabled device that SPE sensor can talk to the cloud, uh, can talk to your AI database, and it really begins to, I don't want to say completely blow up the automation pyramid, but it does allow for a, a much more decentralized scheme where different types of compute that need to happen in different locations and different resources, sort of dynamic resource allocation can be realized. 
and can be and, and should be the you know the beginnings of whole new ways to develop control and industrial architectures. It's sounding like that uh, if I look at Phoenix and the, and the products you've got, you're really able to give me a solution to any problem that I might come up with. And as my system becomes maybe less centralized, more decentralized, um, I've got options as far as how I can integrate that into my system. Would that be a fair comment? Yeah, I think the capabilities from a, both from a network perspective that we have, but then a, from a controls perspective as well, start talking about PLC Next and its open architecture, and then its additional capabilities that it brings both from the ability to do compute and control uh, locally, but then uh, the ability to draw in other outside resources. Yeah, we're, we're definitely looking at kind of what I would think is really the realization, right, of Industry 4.0. But for me and, and the rest of the networking team, you know, it starts with having that robust network communication between the devices and then What's becoming, you know, more and more important is do we have, you know, network uh, security? And we, you know, I would say we hear it more from people from the European realm, and we hear a lot more about uh, six, IEC 62443, which is the machine and machine security directive. But I, from from my perspective, regardless of whether you are implementing 62443 and want a, a 62443 certified machine or whether you're just using 62443 as a guideline and because you know that it's a well thought out standard i think that for sure phoenix contact is a company you know that you can rely upon to provide you guidance in any of those realms or genres and if we look at uh to expand upon that a little bit, obviously we're, you're seeing trends in the industry right now. We're going in slightly different directions than maybe we were you know, this time last year or the year before. What are the what are the key trends drivers that that you're seeing that are going to impact um, Phoenix Contact and and maybe your product development as as we move forward from here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just touched on six two four four three and security. I think that's a it's a key element, regardless of critical industries for Phoenix Contact um, are, you know, things such as critical infrastructure, industrial controls, building automation and, and process industry. A common thread amongst all of those is, is the secure, who has access to the, to the system? And then how do we know who has had access and what sort of changes have been initiated in the system? And so I think one of the things that we're really looking at is, yeah, again, via the 62443 standard, uh, what are the requirements that uh, customers are going to need to be able to track, patch, and upgrade their systems uh, to keep pace with both the the things like we talked about the uh, MGuard and the FL1000, which is gigabit speed, or even next, you know, next up from that is even 10 gigabit uh, speed. And how do we make sure that all of these devices down at the sensor level, um, you know, having IP addresses and, and talking to the cloud, how do we make sure all of these devices are updated and and secure ultimately so that the um, the network and the and the manufacturing OT environment is stable and robust. Yeah, I think you, I think you've hit the nail there on the head, Mark. I mean, reliable, stable, robust, and and flexible. So if I'm looking at what you we've just talked about through there um, over the last what five ten minutes, I'm getting a good 
picture for Phoenix Contact, uh, being able to address those problems and, and give me a solution, which is exactly what our, our listeners are looking for. Let's talk about trends and what are you seeing? I always go back to what are the problems we're solving in the OT space that customers are coming to us with or that we're finding. We take a look at these higher order things. The main trend that, that we're seeing and that we're trying to impress upon the OT crowd is to try to look beyond just a, a very flat network and to try to make sure that, number one, that their network is properly segmented. And proper segmentation really keeps different elements of the network uh, isolated from one another. And it's not necessarily an easy thing to do. If you can imagine, many manufacturing facilities are like an archaeological dig of this year and that year's big OT initiative or operational initiative. And so you get these layers upon layers and and not necessarily like a well thought out network. It just the network just kind of works and we don't touch it. And uh, unfortunately, that that creates makes makes for a brittle and maybe not necessarily so it's such a robust robust network. So with you know really with with the MGuard and uh, the FL1000 and then our managed line the FL2000 it really gives um, the OT owners the capabilities to properly segment their network, make it more robust, have it carry that higher load, so have it have it upgraded to uh, gigabit or you know what's coming uh, down the road uh, in 10, 10 gigabit. Um, and then you know once they have a well segmented network, they should make sure that they're and people are you know coming to us and looking for capabilities to uh, how do we properly identify all the equipment and have it mapped that's on the network and how do we make sure that 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 equipment is properly updated and patched and secure and i think that's that's what's coming down the pike from us is the capabilities to help customers handle that uh, not only the segmentation piece but as well the updating patching and and keeping it uh keeping their equipment secure Thanks very much. That was a great way to finish this segment. Appreciate your time today. Thank you, everybody. That was Mark Langill from Phoenix Contact. Thanks, John. Join us again for our next installment of Contact Point. Talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us today on Contact Point. Keep up with the latest episodes on tti.com slash podcasts.